All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. I leveled up with a play partner recently and had a wild afternoon of hot wife fun that I'm going to be sharing all of the details of very shortly. First, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. We are going into swinger season, folks. We're going into things like Halloween and New Year shortly after that. And this is the time to really get out there and experience events in the lifestyle. And if you want to see what's happening in your area, there is no better and more convenient place to go than Cassidy.com. The reason for that is because Cassidy keeps all of the events and clubs in one convenient place on their site. You just click on the portal, you go in, you see what's happening, you RSVP, and you start connecting with people that are going to the same events as you. If you want to try that feature and all of the other features that Cassidy offers for free for an entire month, all you have to do is head to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. Again, that's frontporchswingers.com. Click on the Cassidy banner, get it free for 30 days we hope to see you at cassidy.com i feel very close to you right now (laughs) we're not any closer than we were really before it's just a different position well i feel closer to you because we're in it's not a new studio but a completely renovated studio you have spent countless hours (laughs) putting together a fucking beautiful set for us more hours than i care to admit (laughs) and it's not over yet there's still some final adjustments that have to be made because we haven't gotten everything that i need yet shipped to us but we're pretty fucking close it's very cool oh my god it looks so good in here and you guys are going to see it soon especially if you're on our youtube channel or we're going to do some things for tiktok we're going to be on video kind of all over the place We're doing some real unique shit yeah we really are where this is going to be a different fps you're going to see from us you know the last quarter of 2023 if you will yeah, we're not even going to, I didn't want to talk about where it's going yet until it's there, just as a surprise. I can't wait. I cannot wait to get it done. Oh, me I have either. so much video shit to do. That's my seat, by the way, that's squeaking. We have new pink seats. I apologize. Oh my God, they're so cool. I freaking love them. They're like Barbie pink. Yes, they're Pepto-Bismol pink and uh, <laughs> they are perfect for what's going on in here. So I am going to do a shitload of videos. I, I, there's just so much stuff that I want to say. And unfortunately, I just don't think you get the same impact when it's just, when it's not on video. No, I agree. I think your and my chemistry will come across very differently when people can actually see us interacting with each other. Yeah, so. it'll, be, it'll be a different, a unique thing. Also, don't be that guy. Is <laughs> all coming. of my all my crazy facial expressions, which is totally a fucking thing. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. very animated. You're if you guys rolling. have never seen me on like a TikTok live or something, I'm a very animated person. Yeah, so. well, you can hear the eye rolling typically through the microphone. I was going to say, I don't think people yeah. <laughs> people now, are. <laughs> now you're going to see. I don't think they're confused of when I'm uh, aghast at things. No, so. <laughs> definitely not. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a unique ending to 2023 and into 2024 with videos and all that cool shit. I am fucking pumped. I cannot wait to get it on all these fucking platforms because let's face it we're fucking censored everywhere everywhere i know it's gotten really fucking bad it really really has like all of the normal quote-unquote social media platforms are just so restrictive and it's getting worse as time goes on i remember when we started this five years ago comparatively to now it's night and day which is kind of scary when you think about it that's why i keep saying it's not getting better it's getting worse we have been Shadow banned. There's a, there's a website you can go to to see if you're being shadow banned. We have been shadow banned on the fucking Twitter X, whatever the fuck it is, for over a year. Yep. It's ridiculous.
ridiculous. Yeah. So, and it's not going to get any better. So we're putting it in places where you you just can't fuck with us. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I can't fucking excited. wait. Anyway, we got a shitload of stuff to go over. We are headed to Denver tomorrow as we're recording this. I am so excited. I have this like kind of manic energy going on thinking about being there again because it really is. I love hosting in Denver, mostly because of the people that come, oh, but yeah. also because like we know the drill at this point. This yes. is not an anxiety ridden thing for me. No. I don't have to overthink anything. I'm just excited. You know well, what I it's mean? A, it's a process because we host there three or four times a year. We fly in, pick up the rental car, drive to the fucking grocery store, get everything I need for the weekend, head over to the house, play with the dog, uh, <laughs> you know, wrap it up. It, we're good to go. And we have such cool fucking people coming. I cannot wait to see some of the folks that are coming uh, to this event. And yeah, the venue's awesome. It's nice and easy. It's just a fun weekend. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to the snow. I know we're going to see some. I get it. I'm not, I'm not crazy about it. I'm thrilled about the idea, but I'm going to suck it up. I kind of like it. It's like a little mini vacay with snow. You know what I, I mean? That's why I like going home for Christmas because it's like I get to deal with it for three days, not for seven months. I do get to wear all my cool Shein and fucking Timu fucking winter clothing. I'm very excited about <laughs> all that. Your cheapo all my made cheap clothing. shit that yeah. I bought for the winter. Yeah, we don't need a lot of winter stuff. We live in Vegas, so I'm not going to pay crazy money for yeah. shit. I'm going to wear it four fucking times. You know, at least I get some use out of it in fucking Denver. That's true. I'm yeah. super excited for that trip. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And I think we have a pretty special announcement as well. We have, a, well, we have a couple actually, but if you're talking about Pod Bash 2024, very fucking pumped. It is a done deal. It's been done. We've only announced it to our friends and to our Patreon members and folks in our Telegram group. There are about 32 already accounted for. So we are going back to Secrets in Kissimmee, Florida. Woo! Or 2024, September 19th through the 23rd. Oh, I cannot wait. Oh, oh my so God, I cannot bumped. wait. Now, we're headed there next month because we're going to go hang out for five days with some fucking cool friends and just get all the details worked out. We're not well, telling anyone when we're going, by the way, because this is not a come hang out with us at Secrets trip. This is for our friends, yes, but that's it. Yeah, yeah that's it. No, we're not yeah. like announcing where no. we're going to be or when we're going to be there or anything like that. We're just going for a site visit to see the new pool, to lay yeah. naked. I'm probably going to be a total slut if I had to guess. This doesn't surprise me. Because anybody. I have several people that are going to be meeting us there that I really want their cocks, so that'll okay. be fun. Cool. <laughs> well, that's the plan. But yes, 2024, September uh, 19th through the 23rd, use the promo code Bash. So if you go to secretsfl.com, use the promo code PODBASH, you'll get all the goodies, you get the discounts, you get the deals, you get all the perks. And then, of course, you can reach out to us and let us know. We'll get the information, but you can shoot us an email and let us know you're signed up, and we'll make sure all is good with your reservation. Hell yes. And we'll get you in the Telegram group where you can chat with the other people that are going. Right now. We already have like 60 people in there. So, I mean, yep. this is going to be a big year. I'm super excited. We have some things planned for 2024 that we've never done before that I also yeah. never have seen done at Secrets period. No. So, you know, it's going to be different and it's going to be awesome. And I'm super pumped to get everyone together again. Yeah. And in, in case some of you out there are super fucking neurotic about your costumes for theme nights, the themes are going to be pop culture icons and old Hollywood. So get your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Good time. Uh, so also we're going to be doing some shit soon. We're going to probably be doing LA soon. I have a conversation when we get back with our friends that we're going to collab with there and I'm going to do some events there. Super yeah, I cannot tell you how many people reach out and say you guys should come to LA or yeah. come to SoCal. So I think it's freaking time. I also love the people in that area. I would say 90% of the ridiculously hot men that reach out to me that I would be interested in fucking are from SoCal. So, so you're <laughs> saying you want to go for selfish reasons. I'm saying I want to go get dick down in SoCal. Yes, that is correct. 
it's heard. Is this shocking you? No, not at all. Yeah, no, it, it, it just definitely should not. We already know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Just some cool fucking shit. And, you know, I'm just looking to have some fun. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get a little bit more comfortable with the idea of not being so rigid and uncomfortable. Well, I think we should talk about that because I went to California, I actually went to LA with a friend yeah. and we met up with other friends and we went to the Ram Steelers game and I got to go to one of the Vanderpump Rules restaurants, but I was gone for two and a half full days and yeah. I kept saying, why don't you do something slutty while I'm gone? Why don't you have some fun? And you were like, no, I just want to work on the studio and I want to catch up on sleep. And well, I'm I did like, those things for sure. <laughs> but you also got fucking naughty. I did. I absolutely did. And I had forgotten until you had gotten home that I had played with my other play partner, Natasha, like the day before you left. Right. It completely I just blanked on that. I had no, I didn't realize that. So I also got to see Jade over the weekend while you were gone. And I got to see uh, an old friend of mine that I have not seen in a while, my male play partner. So I was busy. You were a bi slut this weekend. I was. It was a busy fucking weekend. So I yeah. was ridiculously turned on by it. I really was. Like you were texting me, kind of keeping me in the loop of what you had been doing and what fun you were having. Not like specifics. I didn't get that until I got home. Yeah. But I got these little nuggets of naughtiness from you while I was traveling. And that was such a turn on for me because it's kind of like it felt like a tease, like an edging or something because I couldn't get my hands on you and I knew you couldn't get your hands on me for two and a half days. So yeah. I just had to sit with this like erotic anxiety about the entire thing. And I don't say anxiety in a bad way. I think it can be incredibly exciting. So that's how it felt for me. No, and for me, well, it's also weird though, because, you know, first of all, this wasn't a typical situation. You were gone for multiple days, which we don't normally do. I mean, maybe if you're out of town visiting your family, but even, you know, that's that's not quite the same thing. Right. This was a different situation. You were out of town with a friend. I was here doing all this bullshit. So it wasn't really, I wasn't thinking about playing. It just kind of fell in my lap, which made it easier for me because if I had to think about it and plan it, there's no fucking way I'd have done it. Right. You, you know I wouldn't have. And that, I think that's one of the things that makes the difference for me. First of all, these are people I know. So it's not like strangers spontaneously reaching out to me. Right. That wouldn't work for me. But people that I have a familiarity with and I have a history with and I'm friendly with, that kind of makes things different. So if there's a little bit of that spontaneity in an effort to not make me overthink it because I had no time to overthink it, I, that makes a difference. Yeah. Sure. In other words, shut your fucking brain off once in a while, man. Very difficult. Don't be so damn serious all the time. Very difficult to do. I know. Yeah. I, it's tough. It really is. And I'm, I'm, I am genuinely trying not to be that way because it does – like I shut down because I start thinking about stuff and I will absolutely go down a fucking rabbit hole of all of the things that can absolutely go wrong and why I don't want to do it or I was why gonna I shouldn't say, do it. I was going to say, you're absolutely the worst case scenario guy. Oh, like yeah. glass half empty 1,000%. For which sure. honestly I get to some degree. Like given your history, yeah. it makes sense why you would always have to think of the potential worst scenario because you yeah. were in very dangerous situations at certain points in your life. Always. But like yeah. now you're not. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's retraining your brain to not be so neurotic about those things. Well, yeah, now it's like the worst thing that maybe happens is it's not the best possible experience or, uh, you know, something falls through, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. And you, you get know? to come home to your slutty partner who will do whatever she can to make it right. better. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like, you know, it wouldn't be the end of the world. But yeah, it's definitely a retraining. No doubt about it. It's not fucking easy. I, you know, I understand now why people really do get into this, like they get in their own way in this space. I, I totally get it because I do it. I do it constantly. Yeah. You know, I am fucking terrible at it. So, you know, I, 
Yeah, I get it. On that note, there are some things also that we're doing that we have not really mentioned to anybody because uh, we just haven't. And it's I cannot wait for some of this shit to go down. For example, Sex on Your Terms is the podcast that we put up for our Patreon members exclusively for them. We don't put it out everywhere. Just a monthly show that we do for the for the Patreon folks, and we enjoy doing it. Frankly, it's one of my favorite things. I, I like doing it. I love it too. But we are taking the sexonyourterms.com platform down. I am done with the whole people reaching out wanting us to mentor them thing. That's over. I'm done with that. So we are moving away from that. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. In fact, I was hoping you'd already taken it down. I don't know if you have. I have not. All right. So we got we to gotta kill that thing real fucking quick. That's going away. That on top of the new platforms that we're going to be putting the, the video on, I'm just super fucking pumped about. Like I said, don't be that guy. Yeah, no, I just think in general, you're going to see a lot of different things from us. And we're going to change a lot of things that we've been doing, not because anything we've been doing has been bad, just more so like for our creative process, I really want to dig in and do something completely different. I think that's going to keep us motivated and excited about what we're doing. We're You and I are the type of people where if we feel like we're stagnant and we're doing the same things over and over again, it's like fucking beating our heads against a wall. Well, I, I, I'm more, yeah, I feel like that already, which, you know, one of the reasons I had to change this fucking studio around, I needed a project. I needed something to change it up. Yeah, video, change the scenery. Yeah, yeah, video was it wasn't conducive to video the way it was set up. Now it absolutely will be better sound in here for sure once everything is completely done. So yeah, I just you know I need to have that stimulation. Otherwise, my feet are in fucking quicksand. I'm losing my shit. I'll come up with something to entertain myself. It's not good. It's kind of like a dog that, that has separation anxiety and eats the furniture. <laughs> you know, you leave me alone too long, I'm going to tear shit up. Yeah, so it's I, so true. Yeah, I got. I have to. I have to have something to do. You know, idle hands. <laughs> Uh, I need something to, to concentrate on. So. Yeah, the dog that's like super good when you're around, but then you leave them for a few hours and they've chewed like the yeah. You have no table legs or something. Left. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. so you. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, I need to be doing something. So I'm fucking pumped about it. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about this whole Jade date thing too, because it was okay. interesting. You guys did something that you don't normally do, and yeah. honestly. Again, I don't know if it's just the variety, the fact that it's something different outside of the box, but whenever you're doing something that you don't normally do with somebody else, that turns me on way more than what you typically like, which is that kind of stability and doing the same thing all the time because you know it's comfortable for you. Yeah, I like the consistency and, you know, yeah, I'm, I just, it's the discipline of it that I guess is comfortable for me. I don't know. It's weird. But you were obviously gone. And because I had more time than I normally do, in my head, it's always like I'm on a clock. That's the other fucking thing that I am terrible about. You and I are both bad about it. But with you out of town, with us separate in separate states, I am no longer, I didn't feel like I was on a, on a clock. So I didn't have to, you know, hurry home or do anything, even though a lot of times it's in my head. And we have got to, continue working on that. I'm still not quite there yet. So with you out of town, I was able to go see her. I went right from the studio, went over to see her and we hung out for a little bit. Absolutely had a fucking amazing time. She, I, it, the sex was insane because I guess I wasn't on a clock. I don't know. I wasn't in a rush. Why are you on a clock? Do you think I'm going to be like kidnapped and have my kidneys stolen or something? I mean, what's the neuroses there? Uh, it's Well, because we spend so much fucking time together. It's like, well, you know, if it's two hours, I'm like, okay, well, that's two hours of time that we just lost. And oh shit, now it's two and a half hours. And I got a 40 fucking drive, you know, 40 minute drive back. And it's like, I, I just get worked up over it. I don't know. It's really weird. We have got to get better at that. You know, it's the only hang up that we have. I it's know. time. It's not like 
we give a shit what each other is doing with whomever unless, you know, as long as we know they're safe and it's consensual and all those things. But it's the fucking time. Time is the thing. No, it's so true. Like the couple of times that I've really gotten pissy about things that you're doing in the lifestyle, it's not like, oh, I hate that Brian is with somebody else. It's like, I hate that Brian is with that person and now we don't get to go do X, Y, Z because of it. Well, even when you were you were just out of town, you were like, you were te- texting me like, oh, you know, it's too bad you're not here doing this with me. It's like, yeah. But I'm not there, so just enjoy doing what you're doing. <laughs> right. You know, meanwhile, I'm in my own head like, well, fuck, I guess I don't have to rush or, you know, I don't know. Should I be home? I, I left my phone on the entire time, obviously, because you were out of town. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave my phone on where normally I would get there, text you, hey, I'm here. See you soon or I'll text you on my way home. You know, turn the ringer off so it wasn't disturbing us. But I left it on the whole fucking time. Right. And so instead of thinking, okay, now I have to rush home, I'm thinking, is she going to text me? Right. Is the phone going to go off? Am I going to need to stop in the middle of this and answer the phone? <laughs> like, that's that's what goes through my fucking I would head. be horrified if you stopped mid-sex with Jade well, to pick up my phone. Call. I wouldn't necessarily, but I certainly would pro- kind of abridge things and go and check my phone because you're at, well, you're gone. So I don't know if something's wrong. All you How have to I do know? is text me and say, hey, I'm getting ready to bone. I'm not going to be available for a while. That's well, all you have to do. I kind of did that. But of course, I'm thinking if something happens or, or or too much time goes by and I lose track of time, you're going to reach out and make sure that I'm okay. It's like, it's a, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a codependency. It's the weirdest fucking thing. It's really unhealthy. It really is. Yeah. We got to figure that out. I don't know how. It's a shock collar, maybe. Is that what it is? I don't know. We'll get those little rubber bands and just like yeah. snap them against your wrist every time you think about shit like that. <laughs> something. I got to come up with something. Uh, but it was super fucking so hot. what you did was you played... Played, you went and had amazing sex, and then you guys went out and had dinner or a drink yeah, or something. A light dinner, very light, and then ended up back at her place again. And because you know, and I, you might or may you may or may not have come in her mouth. I may or may not have done that twice. Maybe is the thing. Oh my god, you sluts! Yes, per request, by the way, I'm just throwing that out. That's there. hot. So yeah, I mean. That is absolutely not the norm. That was a lot of time. Also, And here's the other thing, right? How fucking worked up I get. I'm like, okay, it's a lot of time away, but you're not here. But also, I have to get back and finish that fucking studio. So when I left <laughs> her house, I came right back here. I didn't get home till like 1030 from here. Because I was like, okay, I just lost two hours. I got I to gotta make up two hours of time in here. Yeah. Yeah, that's the fucking, that's, that's how my fucking brain works. So yeah, it was fun. Super fucking hot. I, I'll certainly talk about it at some point, but uh, it was it was a different experience for she and I for sure. Well, it was again for me. It was like this edging session because that night in the hotel room, I was like kind of touching myself, thinking about it. But I didn't even have a vibrator or anything with yeah, me. I don't know how you managed that. Oh, you had a chance to play potentially also, and you completely fucked that. <laughs> and I didn't have a chance to play necessarily. Yeah, you could have put it together. You just didn't. Well, okay. So there was somebody at the game. I'm not going to say exactly whom, but there was somebody at the game who recognized me and there was definitely some flirtation there yeah so you could have because you had your own room you could have done your own thing but you opted not to which you know whatever but you know i I was kind of hopeful that you may do that it would have made me feel better about my being here and playing and you know you out of town and not but again why is that a thing it doesn't have to be this tit for tat thing just because i had a vanilla weekend doesn't mean you can't be a total slut no but i would want you to have as much fun as you possibly can and i know if you're not naked you're not having as much fun as you possibly can (laughs) That's just a given. I That's think. very fair. I yeah. did uh, pack a piece of lingerie, like, just in case. Well, I was like, this is very wishful thinking, but just in case, I'm going to bring a piece of lingerie. Yeah, why not? Shit, you know, you never know, right? I yeah. Mean, anything could happen. Could've. Even at a fucking football game in L.A. <laughs> I know. Apparently. 
So, okay, single guy tip of the week this week. This is so freaking weird. This happened twice in one week to me. And it's happened in the past. I think we might have talked about it on a past episode of the podcast, but I want to present it from a little bit different perspective or maybe just a renewed perspective, if you will. Twice this week, I had play partners or ex-play partners drunkenly text me. Really? I didn't know that. Yes, twice. One of them is somebody who never really goes out and is not a big partier at all. And I think he just kind of did it on a whim type of thing with some friends. And he texted me and it was very off-putting for me. I have to be completely honest. What, I, was that a character for this person? Yeah, because it just did not align with who he was at all. And I could tell immediately that it was like a drunken text message. And, you know, because his words were kind of jumbled and he's usually very eloquent and well put together. And so for him to text me like the these naughty, dirty things, but like in gibberish and, you know, misspelled words and shit. I was like, ah, that just does nothing for me, man. Well, I yeah. really dislike that. And I again, I think it's mostly because it is so out of character. I have an idea in my head of who I've always known this person to be. And I'm not saying you can't go out and have one night of drunken fun and that makes you like a bad person if you do that. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you should probably kind of I don't want to say hide that part of yourself, but certainly don't highlight it to the person you're sticking your dick in. Well, I, I don't know. I guess devil's advocate here. If this is someone with whom you have not played in a while, then it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, that's... If, if it's someone that you have been seeing on a regular basis or see semi-regularly... Uh, that's kind of weird. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. You know? I don't know. It just felt very childish, I guess, and juvenile. So then, but then on top of that, I had the young guy reach out to me drunk. It was clear that he was drunk. And he was talking about, oh, being back in Vegas and all the things he wanted me to do to him. And I'm like, dude, I haven't talked to you in like three months. And the first message I'm going to get from you is like this drunken fucking soliloquy about all the things that you want me to do to you and your fucking penis. And it's just weird. And again, I mean, it's one of those things. Listen, I like to have a good time, too, just like everyone else does. I'm not saying you can't drink. I'm not saying you can't party. I'm not saying you're a bad person if you do any of those things. I'm simply saying that you should get to a point in your maturity where you understand your limitations in those situations. Yeah, but also, again, devil's advocate, I know I know that young person you're talking about, and he's really young. So, I mean, he's mid-20s. Right. When you fuck around with somebody in their mid-20s, especially you in a situation with a young 20-something-year-old guy... I would liken it to juggling with chainsaws. <laughs> it's a, I mean, super cool, a lot it's of fun. It's exciting. Eventually, yeah. you're going to get fucked up with that thing, right? <laughs> like something's going to go sideways. Yeah. You, you can't get 100%, 100% of the time. Right. So when you're fucking with guys like that, you got to know at some point he's going to trip over his own dick. Yeah, but it feels like he trips over his own dick a lot. That's the problem. <laughs> well, that's, that's part of being 20-something years old. Listen, let him get it out of his fucking system now so he's not a 30-something-year-old or a 40-something-year-old doing it. Well, to play devil's advocate on your devil's advocate, though, all this guy ever tells me is like, I'm so mature for my age. I'm so well put together for my age. And yeah, it's but like it's the same as me telling you, you know, like anything else like, oh, no, I'm, I'm super intelligent or I'm su- if you have to tell me, then, you know, you're not. No, but I'm the one that brings it up. Like, yeah, you're just not ready for me yet. Like, you're not at a point in your maturity where you and I make sense. And he's constantly trying to convince me of the opposite, only to turn around and do something like this. And it's like, in my mind, I would think to myself, I have to be on my best fucking behavior 
behavior with her. Like she already thinks I'm too young. She already thinks that I am not ready for this type of dynamic with a woman like her. I'm going to go out of my way to make sure that I don't do anything stupid. Yeah, but you're you're given way too much credit here. First of all, <laughs> he's 20 something and now you've added alcohol to the mix. Yeah. That all of that fucking logic is out the window. He's thinking with his fucking Johnson. That's just all there is to it. Well, it's annoying and it's very off-putting. It well, really then I is. I suggest you stop fucking around with 20 something year olds cuz this is going to happen again. <laughs> I'm just telling you. This you think this guy's this is the first time a 25-year-old, 26-year-old dude has done this? Absolutely not. It's not even the first time a 26-year-old has done it today or in the last 5 minutes. So, yeah, that's not it's there's nothing you can do about that. Sorry. That's that's just human nature. So that's just my, I have to eat that single guy tip? I should just accept drunken text messages from no, I'm not saying, drunken well, douchebags? You have to accept it if you're going to continue to interact with 25, six-year-old dudes. You know, it's just part of what is going to happen. Like I said, you're juggling chainsaws. You're going to hit yourself in the face with that I fucking I feel like thing. that's really not fair, though. So you're telling me if I was 25 and I wanted to be with people my own age, I would just have to accept the fact that I have to deal with their immature bullshit? You have a 21-year-old sister. Have you spoken to her lately about what it's like for her to date 21-year-olds? Oh, I'm sure it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, you know it is because she told us it was. <laughs> so, yes, that's exactly what you have to do. You're putting yourself in a position to deal with 25, 26-year-old dudes. You are now going to put up with 25 and 26-year-old dude bullshit. That's, that's why when I was works. 27 years old and I put out a Craigslist ad and a 47-year-old man responded to it, I was like, jackpot! You're welcome. Oh, my God, a mature man who's not going to drunkenly text me at fucking 2 o'clock in the morning? Nope, you are welcome. What a delightful, refreshing change of pace. Yes, that 47-year-old made you tea and fucked your brains out. That's what that 47-year-old did. And didn't drunkenly text me any time in the following, you know, no, ever, actually. Ever. I've never drunken texted. The only time I've ever been drunk is in your presence. Yeah. So I didn't have to fucking text you. You were right there. Like five times in five years. Ever. Six yeah, years. For yeah. sure. So yeah, listen, again, I I am not <laughs> I am not going to reward that kind of behavior necessarily. But you also can't hold it against the guy because... No, it, I absolutely it, can and will hold it against him. I will just choose not to interact with him. Well, that's... A, yeah, that's different. He is biologically incapable of curbing that behavior right now. That's just the way it is. You either have to accept that that's going to happen occasionally when interacting with guys like this, or you just got to go, okay, this isn't for me. I'm not fucking with this. That, that's it. That's all you can do. You, you really can't... I mean, I get it. He did it. The onus of responsibility is on him. But you can't be sideways about it because you kind of asked for it. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, and I will also say there's a huge difference between like silly drunken texting and for like sure. trying to be raunchy and talking about fucking my brains out while you're drunk. Because then in my head, it's like that's what I equate to what our next session is going to be like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm drunk. I'm out with my friends. Show me your tits. That's a totally different thing from. Oh, it was way more than that. <laughs> yeah. It was talking about coming on my tits. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. I even I'm talking about the guy, the older guy that I play with very often that did that. Oh, I He's, I didn't realize and that. And that's the other thing. He and I never talk like that. So it was just so out of character. Well, he usually, gets no pass. Usually when he and I are communicating with each other, it is while we're talking about fantasies and desires and things like that, it is very eloquent. It is very thoughtful, very respectful. Yeah. So to go from that to, oh, I want to come on your tits and then rub it all in with my dick. And let's then I also, want you to lick the cum off the tip of my dick. And I'm like, whoa, where is this coming from? Let's also say, I'll say this. I, now that I understand who you're talking about. 
That well, the older guy. There's again no pass for being fucking forty something and behaving that way. It's kind of like the forty year old playing fucking video games for twelve hours a day. I got nothing for you. But there's a part of him that is still he's internalizing a lot of the things that he wants to do, and he doesn't know quite how to express himself. And what he's what's going on between the two of you, he's never had before, so he has no idea how to let that out. Now he knows certainly, probably instinctively, that he could talk to you about it, but it's too vulnerable. For yeah. him to talk about to you, stone cold sober, face to face. Right. It, it just, it, I know that's what's going on. And this is his kind of way of, you know, breaking the ice and, and, and tiptoeing in. That is not what it is. This is a drunken brain going, I'm going to say everything I want to say right this second because I haven't had the balls to do it until now. Exactly. But what he should have done, if in fact he didn't have the courage to say it face to face with you, is he probably could have said it a little bit more cogently, sober <laughs> via text and be like, hey, what do you think about this if we tried to implement something like this in play? But he was drinking and once again thinking with the wrong fucking head, and this is what happened. Or even, hey, just so you know, there's a lot of things I've been wanting to talk to you about that I've been fantasizing about, but I'm just feeling a little bit neurotic or uncomfortable with that yeah, at this point. Yeah. So maybe we can work up to that eventually. Yeah. So that at least he's laying the groundwork, and then when we're in person, I can bring it up because I'm far more comfortable doing so. Well, did he? has he since reached out and apologized for his drunken behavior? Very. He was horrified the day after. <laughs> fucking horrified. Has the 20-something-year-old? Absolutely not. And there you go. That's literally what I just, I just laid this out for you. Yeah. The 20 something year old has no idea he's done anything wrong because that's what 20 something year olds do. Well, I fucking lit him up. So I'm sure he knows that he did something wrong in my book. He just doesn't think he did anything wrong in his book. Well, yeah, but it's like, you know, somebody caught him with his hand in the cookie jar and now he's sulking. The other guy is like, he must have woke up the next morning, looked at his phone and went, holy shit. <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking? And listen, we've all been there. I've done the drunken text messaging. It's been a while. See, I have not. I had a, but... I always had a plan for the drunken text. <laughs> you put your phone in the safe, right? Phone in the, phone and keys locked in the safe. And I, I you weren't getting a fucking text from me. It wasn't <laughs> happening. I couldn't, I couldn't work the fucking phone. I couldn't get into the safe. I wasn't driving and I wasn't drunk texting. The two most dangerous things you can do intoxicated. That is so fucking true. Yeah, it's the first thing I would do. Locked phone and the keys in the safe because I couldn't manipulate the dial and I was done. Or just have a serious conversation in general. That's a bad plan too. I've had a oh, lot yeah. of I've had a lot of people try to do that over the years. Like I, see, now is the guy. right time for us to have a very, very serious conversation about the state of our fill in the blank relationship, sex life, friendship. friendship. Yeah, while yeah. you're intoxicated. Yeah. I was never having those conversations. I was typically just drinking champagne off of like an entertainer's tits. It's pretty much what was going down <laughs> at the bar. Yeah, it was it was a very different thing. You lived a life, man. Yeah, man. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> don't kid yourself. And I was petty as fuck too, by the way. So I've 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 evolved, I think, since then. Thank goodness. Because yeah. some of the stories you've told me I am horrified by. Listen, you know, I have a friend, obviously, a very dear friend that we care for who has got dementia and he's in a facility and he doesn't remember me and certainly doesn't remember you anymore. If he did uh, he could tell you some shit, and fortunately, he can't. So he's the only guy that could really get me jammed up, and he doesn't remember anything. So I'm good. It's almost time to write the book. That was very dark humor right there. <laughs> he's joking, saying. by the way, people. Oh, listen, I this love is, the This is how you deal with uh, traumatic situations oh, is you make light of them. It's fucking That's... horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. But you, you do shit like that, and uh, you know, 40-something years old, you're sending text messages, and you wake up, and you go, oh, I should have locked my phone up somewhere. <laughs> this is fucking bad. Yeah, mistakes 
mistakes were made. Yeah. Anyway, just don't drunk text. And and also, I think the other tip, like you just mentioned, is if you're saying things drunkenly because you don't feel comfortable saying them sober, you see that a lot in the lifestyle. You see yes. a lot of people that say things like, oh, I could never go to an event sober or I would never be able to approach someone if I didn't have a few drinks in me. Well, we hear that to a lot. me, that's a problem because that means that you're not dealing with whatever insecurities or shame or whatever that you fucking have. So to get drunk text messages that I know I would never receive when somebody's sober, that's what bothers me more so than anything. It's yeah. not the raunchiness with a play partner. That's that's fine. If we have a rapport, you can be raunchy with me. It's about the intent behind it and also like, why are you not saying these things to me when you're sober? Well, also though, for me, I, I don't know, maybe again, this is just me. How did the relationship start? Like at any point, was there that kind of interaction via text or whatever? Like I think about my two current regular play partners, right? We don't do that typically over the – there's none of that text messaging kind of thing. It's right. very – not surface level because we're friends, but certainly nothing – It's very platonic. Yeah. It's not overt. Like somebody get, finds my phone and sees her texting me, they're going to go, holy shit, what is up with this fucking guy? You know, I don't of, know. You have a lot of naked ladies on your lots phone. Lots of naked women, <laughs> but no, no verbiage. But yeah, nothing like that. And well, in fact – Jade doesn't send me those pictures. We don't do that. Right. Because she cannot afford to have someone get a hold of her phone. Right. So we just don't, you know. Uh, so I don't understand that. I've never really done that anyway. It's not really ever been my thing. But uh, listen, if you're going to do it. Yeah. So if Jade received a text message from you at 2 o'clock in the morning after we had been out and you're talking about, yeah, I want to stick my dick in between those tits and come all over them, you'd be like, what? Or she would be like, what the fuck oh, is going on? Oh, she would think that I was kidnapped and call 911. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. Not a chance. I just, well, first, I. I don't speak that way anyway, so I wouldn't behave that way if I were drinking. And usually, you do when, I, when we're having sex. You're pretty fucking raunchy. But that's mid different. Sex. I'd say that you and I have a rapport, and we know each <laughs> you other and I, a little. Just yeah. a little. Yeah, yeah, we know each other a little bit. It's very different. I have the same kind of rapport, similar rapport with Jade. I do not. You do not have the same rapport with Jade as no, you no, do no. with me. No, no, no. My point is though, I can say dirty shit to her. I don't really say dirty shit to Natasha as much. Well, you guys haven't played as much. Yeah. So, well, but that's my point, right? There are levels. Right. There are things that I will certainly do and say to you that I will not do or say to anyone else. Right. And then there's, <laughs> you know, then the next level is like Jade, who I've seen now for almost like two years. And then there's Natasha, who's been around for about a year. So again, there are levels to all of this. And you got to find your, the sweet spot, I guess, you yeah. know? I mean, ours just seems to be getting worse, but, um, <laughs> worse. you know. Yeah, it's just, it's just on and on and on, progressively more fucking depraved, but, you know, whatever. If by worse you mean more fucking awesome, then yes, exactly I completely I mean. agree. Yeah, yeah, more, like, if anybody ever, like, tapped our, you know, bugged our room, they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Oh, I tell people that all the time. Like, what, I remember the very few times people saw us having sex, like, we were having sex in front of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. People were so fucking shocked. Yeah. Jaws on the floor considering calling the fucking police yeah. i'm sure <laughs> even afterwards they were like that was really something like th th their their way of saying what the fuck what is wrong with you people we go hard yeah like what is going on we don't make love we beat the shit out of each other yeah and, and it's funny it's like well we tone that down we don't want to offend you, you yeah, know? Right? We i didn't even slap out. her face yeah, i didn't even <laughs> smack her in the mouth what are you talking about <laughs> so yeah it's uh li listen levels to everything 
So <laughs> actually, that's a perfect segue into what I want to talk about today, because I feel like the story that I'm going to talk about today was a showing to me of getting truly comfortable with someone, letting my guard down a little more than I ever have with this particular person. And as a result, our sex really leveling up and reaching a new height that I wasn't even sure he and I had the potential for. So it was super exciting to get to that level. And I'm going to talk about all the details. But first, we want to say thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. This episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends at HelloFresh. A crazy schedule can make it easy to fall back into your dinnertime recipe rut. Keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. And for people like me who are not chefs, who are not great at cooking, it really is kind of idiot proof because HelloFresh does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep, pre-portioned and ready to cook, along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It makes it so easy. I truly cannot tell you guys how much I hate grocery shopping. It is one of my least favorite chores to do. It's something that I dread doing every single week. So I love that HelloFresh takes all of the work out of it for me. They just send me stuff to my door. And the other thing I love is... I'm kind of a picky eater and HelloFresh allows me to say what I like to eat and what I don't like to eat. I absolutely hate peas. So I can go in and say, hey, don't send me anything or any recipe options with peas in it. So if you have picky eaters at home, it's a great option for that as well. Right now, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash 50FPS and use code 50FPS for 50% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash 50FPS. Use code 50FPS for 50% off plus free shipping. It could not be easier to feed your family and to make sure that you have healthy recipes ready to go every single week with HelloFresh. This episode of French Porch Swingers is brought to you by Shameless Care. And we're so excited to talk about their brand new service because I think it's really important for us lifestylers. You know, obviously, the more sexually active you are, the more on top of your sexual health you have to be, and the more concerned about STI prevention you should be as well, which is why Shameless Care is now offering Doxypep, which is an antibiotic for STD prevention. It's a prescription antibiotic used to mitigate the risk of chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis following unprotected sexual encounters, including oral sex. And for a lot of us in the lifestyle, we're not using condoms for oral sex. So this is a great option to just make sure that, again, you're mitigating that risk and that you have the peace of mind going into sexy playdates with new people. And right now, if you want to get a discount on that Doxypep or any of the other Shameless Care services, you can head to shamelesscare.com and use our code FPS at checkout. Again, that's shamelesscare.com. Use code FPS for a discount off of Doxypep or any of their other amazing services. I cannot express to you how excited we are to be hosting at Colette Austin for the first time ever. The Real Hot Wives of Austin is going down November 10th at Colette. Beautiful facility. If you guys are in the area and you haven't been to that club, you are truly missing out. We love all of the Colette clubs. They really take it seriously. They're stunning. They're upscale. And we are very excited to partner with them on our very first Texas Hot Wife event. This is an event specifically for hot wife couples, cuckold couples, and respectful singles men to come together for a night of exploration and fun. So if you would like to join us for that, make sure to head on over to members.frontporchswingers.com for all of the information and to grab your tickets. You do have to be an approved member of our site, so keep that in mind. But once approved, you can get those tickets and join us for the Real Hot Wives of Austin on November 10th. 
So I am pumped to talk about this today for multiple reasons. I think for me, one of the biggest reasons is the gentleman that I'm going to be talking about today, he and I have played at this point probably a dozen times yeah, over probably. the course of years because we've I've known him basically since we moved here to Vegas. Right. And it's been kind of intermittent. Like we played once at the club and then we didn't play for like six months. And then we played once more at the club. And then we started consistently playing outside of the club atmosphere at our home. But it's always been like, spaces of time in between and I would say we've also had some just personal setbacks for example I talked last week about how he canceled on me for what I deemed to be kind of a silly reason it's those types of things that I think have kind of limited our play up to this point not that it's ever bad but I've always thought in the back of my mind okay we haven't truly unlocked the potential of what we could be as play partners yet. Well, he's also a partnered person, so schedules are not the easiest thing in the world anyway, on top of everything else, obviously. But I like him because he is partnered and does understand typically what it means to have to schedule things around other people. Now, the last uh, situation, of course, notwithstanding, Typically, that's the case. Right. Well, and I also just think he's a good fucking dude. I mean, he really is. You have absolutely no concern about me being with him. No. You know, he and I together this last time were probably with each other for three hours. And never yeah. once were you like, you know, nervous about that or anything like that, right? No, 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 no. I knew where you were, obviously. I, and I know him very well and his partner, who's amazing. So, no, I, I, I don't get any concerns about that. But the other thing is, you know, like we were talking about it earlier, being apart for such a great length of time. If I am not occupied... That's where I get, where things get weird, yeah. right? I was busy. I was here at the studio. It didn't even occur to me how fucking long you had been gone. Right. Or that you were together. You know what I mean? So that's what needs to happen. Otherwise, I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Is she okay? You know, do I need to check in? It gets weird. Again, what do you think? I'm going to be chopped up into a million pieces by these guys or what? You I, know all of them. Yeah, but, you know, again, I just assume that if it's not you and I together, that anything is possible. And so I don't know with 100% certainty that you're okay. Right. The only way I know that is if we're together. So you're saying you need to renovate the studio all the time. It needs to be a constant renovation. I can't do that. <laughs> I don't have it in me. This just, it just took it out of me. I can't do it. <laughs> so anyway, I was very excited to see him. We So we actually saw each other at the last event that we did here in Las Vegas. And we kind of joked about, you know, I was like, I probably was a little bit of a brat about the situation about him canceling on me. And he's like, yeah, you kind of were, but I probably shouldn't have canceled. Or if I did have to cancel, I should have done it in a different way. And I'm like, yes. So we just kind of made up. But we also had a lot of sexual tension that night at the club there was a lot of him like grabbing my booty and us making out and there was one moment he was sitting on the couch and I draped my leg over him and we were kissing on each other so it felt like unfinished business since the last event right. which was kind of fun and then I was like sending him sexy pictures throughout the week leading up to it and so when we finally got together there was this just kind of underlying sexual tension between the two of us. I think it was a mixture of a couple things, honestly, and he and I talked about this. I think part of it was I was still a little peeved at him. Yeah. And sometimes when you can direct that anger or frustration into a sexual energy, that's very fucking hot. I know it can be toxic, but it can also be really hot. <laughs> totally toxic. But yeah, I get where you're coming from. And then the other part of it was, again, that anticipation, us flirting with each other and teasing each other and, you know, me kind of being bratty with him and him being like, oh, I'm going to take it out on 
on you when I get there. Again, not really our dynamic. I've never been bratty with him and he's never tried to tame the brat in me. So it was just all of these different elements coming together. So when he walks in the door, by the way, I've come up with a name for him. We're going to call him Wes. Wes, okay. And I want to explain this. We always try to come up with names for people based on if I didn't know their name, just what I would think their name is if I just saw them on the street. Or like wishful thinking because I feel like Wes is such a sexy name. Right. So, I mean, he's a sexy dude. So in my head, it makes sense. I don't know. I guess. All right. I'll go with you. (laughs) Anyway, Wes comes over. He walks in the door. I was in a little tiny dress thing, but I had lingerie underneath it. I had this teddy, this black lace teddy number that like snaps in all the right places and it makes my tits look amazing. And the whole idea, of course, was to I I used to talk about this a lot, but there's something that turns me on about pretending to be very demure. Like you come over and I'm in a sundress that I could be wearing if I was going to like the farmer's market. Not the farmer's not market. The farmer's market. Not anal, a but <laughs> going to a farmer's market. And and then you being like, oh, you're not dressed for naughtiness. And then you take it off and I look like a total fucking floozy. I yeah. kind of love that, no, you know? Yeah, I get it. Kind of like when you wear a sundress and you absolutely don't wear panties hardly ever anyway under it. And then I'm like, do you want to check if I have panties on? And you're like, I don't need to, but I yes. will. <laughs> <laughs> it's the panty game. Like, no, you're not. You know you're not wearing panties. That's not the point of the game. I'm aware the of that. The point of the game is to get your hand up my fucking dress just say put your hand up my dress we don't have to play <laughs> am i or am i not wearing panties That's i already not as know much that you're fun. not eh, whatever <laughs> so anyway he comes over we sit on the couch and we're just talking catching up you know we kind of talked a little bit about my i wouldn't call it a meltdown necessarily but my bratty attitude towards you know him canceling on me last minute type thing and that you know it was nice to get that out of the way again and just be able to sit and, and chat with each other But it was very evident, again, that there was just this underlying current of desire for each other. So, for example, he reaches over, starts kind of rubbing on my legs, starts talking about how soft my skin is. And we just kind of left it at that for a while. It was almost like we were teasing each other. We were playing a game of sex chicken. That's what it was. sex cat and mouse. Yeah, like, oh, I'm going to act like I don't want to totally jump your bones, but we both know that I do. Right. You know, so he's like dancing his fingers up my leg and he's getting a little closer to my pussy every time. Not like on my pussy at all but just up my dress a little bit closer and then I kind of start rubbing on his arm and then I start rubbing on his chest and then I know he kind of likes his nipples being played with so I kind of started just very lightly touching them which I fucking love because you never let me touch your nipples whatever I hate it whatever anyway so then he's like can I kiss you and I said sure so we start kissing each other and he stops me and he is so fucking sexy. He starts running his fingers down my lips. Like he takes his finger and he's running them down my lips. Like you're doing right now. Yeah, like you guys can't see me. You will soon because we'll be on video. But he's like running them down and like catching my lips with his finger. And then he starts tracing my lips with his finger. And then he starts like tracing my chin with his finger. It was so sensual. It was just this, it was such a nuanced thing, you know, because I when I think of like super hot and heavy moments he and I've had before. It's like me mounting him on the couch or like him, you know, thrusting his entire body weight on me to make out with me. And that can be really hot too. But this idea of like a slow burn, a slow build, that tease and us just staring into each other's eyes while he's touching my lips with his fingertip. I mean, it was just fucking sexy. And he looked so hot doing it. He had this look on his face the entire time like he just wanted to devour every inch of me. But he had such restraint and just, again, touching my chin and like running his fingers behind my ears and it was very sexy it's very unusual i wasn't expecting that from 
from him necessarily or between the two of you. No, that's not our energy together. So it was kind of fucking hot. And then, of course, we start making out and it's very slow and sensual at first. He's kind of kissing around like my jawline and then he starts kissing on my mouth and then it starts picking up an intensity. All of a sudden, we're running our hands down each other's backs and onto each other's arms and, you know, I'm touching on his chest and then he moves my hand down onto his dick and start I start rubbing it over his pants and he's getting hard, which I fucking love. And then he starts biting on my lower lip, which drives me fucking insane. It is so, I don't know why that's so hot to me, but it just drives me crazy. I, I think it's a dominance thing for sure. Maybe, yeah. It's like the first instance of like, I'm in control here. I'm yeah. going to assert myself on you. Yeah. yeah, that's hot. So anyway, that goes on for a while. And then I'm like, I really need to suck your cock. Of course. He has all the self-restraint in the world during this entire thing. Being all calm, cool, and collected. Moving at his pace. Well, and I'm he like, knows you don't. I'm like, dude, just take your pants off already, please. Yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to like stress over it. He knows you have no self-control. So eventually, <laughs> he knows where this is headed. <laughs> so, oh, I should also say he came out of the restroom. He used the restroom at one point and he had his shirt off. So this whole thing's happening with his shirt off, pants still on. So then he stands up and he looks so fucking good. He's like already kind of glistening a little bit because we did like we were making out for quite a while this probably lasted a good 20 25 minutes and our living room for whatever reason was hot we have a big window and i it was kind of open so maybe, maybe that why. was why but he was already kind of sweating so he had like all of this like glisten on his chest and everything which was very sexy and he takes his pants off and he sits back down on the couch and i start teasing his cock i in my mind i'm like you've been teasing me this entire time Plus, my bratty ass was like, I'm not just going to give everything you want to right away when you fucking canceled on me last week. So <laughs> yeah. Okay, I wonder how long that lasted. So I start just very lightly touching his cock. I put my mouth down on it only long enough to kind of get it wet and lubed up for me. And then I was just very slowly stroking it with both hands and just looking at it and looking at him. And I will say, I think what I love most about sucking Wes's cock is the appreciation on his face a lot of guys will sit back and it's just kind of like they're in their own little world and I mean that's fine I get it like you're accepting the pleasure and that's fun too but the idea of like the eye contact and the sexy look on his face and he's making noises and he's telling me how good it feels that interaction and that ability to kind of share that energy while my mouth is on his cock that's really fucking sexy and attractive to me well when you're able to, when someone whoever it doesn't really matter is able to express themselves in that moment of like heightened ecstasy like that that's a big deal it's it's not just a turn on but it's also it's motivation to continue doing what you're doing and it's that enthusiasm that makes you want to do more of it yeah okay so this is where things get interesting because again i think that he and i were kind of pissy with each other and i don't think we'd either of us had really completely gotten over the whole situation so i'm really taking my time i finally start sinking my mouth on it and he decides oh fuck no i'm gonna take control in this moment i fucking want something and i'm gonna have it which i loved so he starts face fucking me from the bottom he holds my head in place Place, hand on each side of my head and starts thrusting up into my mouth, which I loved. I 
absolutely loved that moment. I had tears streaming down my face. I'm choking on his cock. He's pushing his cock literally down my throat. And I am holding on for dear life, really trying not to like pull myself off of it because I loved the moment. I loved the sensation. I loved feeling used in that moment by him. And the fact that we did have all of that kind of frustrated energy with each other and we were letting it out, it felt so freeing. I just felt like somebody had, you know, let me out of a cage or something. Yeah. Well, again, something about being able to just let yourself go when you're with someone that you, you know, you trust and you have a, a rapport and a history with and, and just kind of losing yourself in whatever that moment might be. So I finally pull myself off of his cock from him face fucking me. And I'm like, we have to go to the bedroom. And he says, absolutely. So we go into the bedroom. He immediately, I get on the bed. He immediately sticks his cock back in my mouth and starts face fucking me again. And I'm holding onto his thighs and they're rippling. And I am just, I'm pushing myself down on it while he's pushing me further down on it. And then he starts saying all of these very sexy like aggressive things to me like that's my good girl take that cock down your throat you like that down your throat don't you you were made to suck this cock and i'm like yes (laughs) again not surprised in any way well not so much not surprised i mean obviously things have gotten they've elevated between the two of you they've ramped up Yeah, I almost feel like we had our bad moment is really what it was. We learned a lot about each other and then we were able to rebound and this was our rebound, which was so sexy. So anyway, I then pull myself off of his cog. He literally basically picks me up and throws me onto my back on the bed and starts going down on me. I was so worked up. I was so wet. I literally came in like 30 seconds from it. I'm playing with my own tits. He's in between my legs, making me come. And then I like try to tap out and he's like, I'm not done. My clit was on fucking fire. Yeah. You can only take so much of that kind of pressure or, or that kind of sensation at once. Oh God. So I'm like trying to like breathe through it. At one point he looks up at me and tells me to breathe through it. I'm like, that's fucking hot. Okay, I'll do my best. Twist my arm. I guess I'll take more of your mouth on my clit. (laughs) Yeah, poor poor you. And then he sticks two fingers inside of me and I have another crazy orgasm. I thought I was going to squirt on his face for a second there. Like I almost pulled away from him at the last second because I was fully convinced I was going to just squirt all over his fucking face. He wouldn't have cared. Probably not, but I would care if I don't at least give you some warning. Get yeah, out. In that moment, it wouldn't have mattered. Do you want to be drowned or not? Let, Do you want listen, to be waterboarded by my pussy? I was super super soaked by Natasha that time. I, I wasn't expecting that at all. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> You're a good man. Yeah. I, You're one of the good ones. That's how we know. It was a slip and slide in that motherfucker. <laughs> a slip and slide. Holy shit. Human slip and slide. That's fucking awesome. So anyway, then of course I'm like, I need you to fuck me like immediately. So he gets a condom and he asks how I want it. And I tell him that I want, I want to ride him first. So he takes the condom out. I get back in between his legs. He's now laying on his back and I start sucking his cock. And then he puts the condom on. I climb on top of him and I rode this man like a fucking Bronco, like a Bronco rider on a Bronco. It was fucking crazy. I'm bouncing my booty all over the place. I'm leaning down. I'm making out with him. I'm whispering dirty things in his ear. He's whispering dirty things back to me. Again, this was just like, it felt like a complete unleashing of like everything, all of my inhibitions, all of my insecurities, any neurotic thoughts that were in my mind, completely fucking gone. And also keep in mind, I have undone my little Teddy number underneath. I still have my dress on. I fully 
intended to take it off and have this big revealing that didn't even fucking happen because it just became such a frenzy and so like aggressive there's one moment he's squeezing my ass on both cheeks hard enough that it hurt but it was like hurting in a good way of so course. your dress is still on the lingerie is undone so you're just you're still wearing all of it i'm still wearing everything oh. my dress i mean i could pull the dress down right so i had the lingerie kind of exposed and i had my tits out i purposely chose that lingerie so that i had a lot of different options for pulling my tits out or taking the whole thing off or just undoing like the main snap or whatever so it was very versatile in that way but i mean my tits are out my ass is out it was a very short dress so he kind of just hiked it up and he's squeezing onto my ass then he starts spanking me while i'm riding him and he's like you have to slow down i don't want to come yet i'm like no come for me and he's like no i don't want to come yet (laughs) yeah i mean don't rush me I was like, okay. I think it's it's kind of a turn on when guys come fast, if I'm being honest. Especially when I've already had an orgasm or two. It's like, it's not the end of the world if you come right now. I would like for you to have whatever pleasure you want to have in that moment. Yeah. Plus, it's it's kind of flattering, right? <laughs> like when someone yeah, comes in like yeah. five minutes. <laughs> I suppose. As long as it's not like, I imagine if it's not like a an all the time thing i guess right yeah exactly yeah if i was with the same person all the time and they came in five minutes every time i would not play with them because what's the fucking point but once in a while it's kind of fucking hot so you and i you came super fast with me the other night after you and west played yeah Yeah. and you i remember now the piece of lingerie you had on because that's all you had on when i got home you didn't have the dress (laughs) yeah so anyway i ride his cock for a little while longer then he literally like picks me up by my ass basically to get him to get off of his cock and i lay down on my back and he starts fucking me on top and things we got so fucking dirty with each other he wanted me to call him daddy while i was fucking him very naughty and i was like yes daddy Jade does that with me. What? Jade will do that with me once in a while. I fucking love it. It's such a turn on for me. I know it's not everyone's thing. I don't give a fuck if it's your thing or not. It's my thing. I don't care. And I find it so fucking sexy because, and for me, it really is a showing of me getting comfortable with someone, right? Because I don't just do that with anyone. In fact, the only other person lately that I've done that with is my Cali bull, right? Right. Right. Like I don't just call every dude I fuck daddy. That's not a thing. I have to really feel a connection with you. And I also have to feel like you are the aggressive person in that dynamic if you're not me calling you daddy does fucking nothing no, for it's a me. waste of time no, yeah, it's, it's there, n- yeah there's got to be a uh, you know again there has to be some connection rapport and continuity in that relationship for that to even make sense so we're just talking dirty as fuck to each other he's fucking me like crazy we're making out with each other there was one point i'm kind of like clawing on his back a little bit which was super hot and then he turns me onto my side and starts fucking me with one of my legs up in the air he's grabbing onto my ass so aggressive and again like even the look on his face i've never seen that look on his face before it just felt like it was completely devoid of any other than him focusing on his cock in my pussy in that moment well yeah you get that well again you guys are still kind of working out this thing that took place right so you're still getting through that and probably in in a moment like that he's like well you know want to make sure she's enjoying herself but at the same time i'm gonna use every bit of this to my advantage (laughs) right she was such a fucking brat to me i'm gonna take it out on that pussy every chance i get today So anyway, he's looking down at me as I'm on my side and he's like sweating onto me and I am so fucking wet and I don't know that position for whatever reason. I guess it's just because you can get so deep. It is slightly painful, but I talk about this often with big cocks. That's one of the reasons I really enjoy a big cock because it can be painful and pleasurable at the same time and that just fucking works for me. So it made me come really, really hard and I squirted 
all over him. All over him, all over the sheets. At least it wasn't on his face. It was just on his body. Again, probably would not have cared. But I was like, do you want to tell? He's like, fuck no. Flips me back onto my back. It's back on top of me. And I, this is so fucking sexy. I kind of knew that he liked nipple play. Like I've definitely played with his nipples a little bit before, but he's never outright told me do this for me because it's going to turn me on. Right. This time he literally takes his ni- one of his nipples, his right nipple, and sticks it in my mouth. That's a pretty dead game. As like, fucking suck my nipple while I'm banging you. And I loved it. He has beautiful nipples. I love men's nipples anyway. They just drive me fucking crazy. I, I love aware nipples. how weird you are about nipples. <laughs> I like men's and women's nipples. They're just fucking beautiful. I don't even walk around the house without a shirt on. You're such a weirdo. Because I want to touch them all. I and know. you have the most beautiful little nipples. <laughs> I love them. They're like the perfect shape Just and the look on your face color. makes me not want to let you do it. <laughs> Is it creeping you it's out? so weird. <laughs> Just so I can't well, wait to do this. He fucking liked it. Okay. Whatever. He thoroughly enjoyed it. It's I sucked on that nipple. You. So I was sucking on one of his nipples, playing with the other one with my fingers. And he was like, I'm getting ready to come. And I was like, good, come for me. I want to feel that cock pulsate inside of me. And he has this crazy freaking orgasm, throws his head back, just completely lost in the moment, comes so fucking hard. And it was just so sexy. And well, I would hope so. You were, you guys were together a long fucking time. A really long time. I mean, I really truncated this. I probably missed out on some really good details because this was at least two hours of straight fucking. Yeah, it was, was probably an hour between, like a half hour in the beginning of, of talking, hanging out, making out, and then a half hour at the end of kind of doing the same thing. But two straight hours of fucking. So, I mean, we were fucking spent. Did you ever say anything else about this situation that took place? Did it even come up again? Yeah, it did. So we end, he goes and kind of gets cleaned up. He comes back to bed and we're just kind of laying there with each other. We joked about the fact that I didn't even show him like my naughty lingerie underneath. He's like, I could have given two fucks about what lingerie you had on no. i was like good that's that's means it was good yeah. <laughs> but you know we talked about this exact subject we talked about how sometimes you need to get your thoughts across to somebody you need to have a moment of conflict to understand the person on a deeper level to appreciate them on a deeper level and that will almost inevitably result in hotter sex if you can put your egos aside and get back to it. And I've experienced that a lot with play partners in the past. I mean, this is not the first time I've, I've had that sensation with somebody where it's like, we have our moment of strife, and if we're able to get over it or even to channel it into really fucking hot sex, it can be a really positive thing. Yeah. And I do think that this kind of took us to a different level. I feel significant, and I felt even immediately after we played, I felt more connected to him than I ever have in the past. That's interesting. It's in- interesting too i want to talk about this very briefly but i think part of the reason it took longer with him than it would with somebody that i've played with like a cade or like my cali bull or those types of people is because he's partnered yeah there's no yeah that's a different dynamic completely there's this thought in the back of my mind of like well i don't want to get too connected even if the connection is just sexual because you have a partner and I don't know what that looks like for you guys and I feel like there's more boundaries that should be a play or I feel like there's more communication that needs to happen whereas with a single guy it's just easy like if they don't like something they'll tell me if they feel like we're getting too familiar with each other they'll tell me that I don't have to worry about a third party so I do think it took us longer to get to that place but now that we're at that place I feel like we're both so much more comfortable and he completely agreed when I brought up that point yes but the Play part single play partners versus coupled play partners are completely different worlds. Yeah, they're completely different. I have one of each, completely different. While I enjoy their company, both of them, it's a very different uh, relationship between us. Yeah, for sure. 
So anyway, like I said, I feel like we leveled up. I feel like we had our pissy moment and we're kind of back on track with each other. And it resulted in really fucking just an incredible afternoon of hot wife fucking fun. Good. I, I enjoyed it when I got home for sure. You only had lingerie on when I got home. I didn't see so, the rest of it. So you took your sweet ass time coming home too because you were mid doing stuff in the studio and then you had yeah. one stop to make on the way home. Yeah. So I'm sitting at home literally in my lingerie just waiting and waiting and wa I'm like, what the fuck, Brian? Yeah. You finally walk in the door like an hour and a half after Wes left and I'm in lingerie and you're like, oh, we're like going right to this. I'm like, fuck yes, we are because I was still so horned up. I mean, again, like we had fucked for two hours. He's big, so I'm sore. But I've gotten to the point where that's also really hot for me the idea of thinking of my play partner and how they just fucked me when you are fucking me too it's almost like both of you are in the room at the same time yeah and i was not concerned about your soreness at all, at all. No, i was like i'm bit. so sore and you're like i don't fucking care and i was like that's so yeah, hot don't care well and also we had to get ready for a halloween party that night we went to a halloween party after that yeah at fucking 10 o'clock at night yeah. which is not a thing that we normally do so it was a long fucking day, for it sure. It was. It was a busy day, and I loved it. And I'm also saving some details like I typically do for our Patreon members. Yeah. There were a couple of details of this that I found very hot that I just kind of wanted to save as extra little tidbits as a thank you to our Patreon community for supporting us and the show. If you would like those bonus episodes, as well as things like our Sex on Your Terms episodes, access to our Telegram chat group with a bunch of amazing people from all over the world, and a ton of other bonuses, you can find it at patreon.com slash frontporchswingers. My OnlyFans I have some really fun shit planned there. I also have done some very naughty Halloween shoots yes. that are going up. And if you would like to see me and my pumpkin, if you will, <laughs> or my pumpkins, <laughs> yeah, however you want to look at that, yeah, head on over to OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers. Um, if you would like to join us for an upcoming event, obviously we would love that. We have them all over the place. We're going to Denver this weekend. So you, well, that'll be over by the time this episode yes. goes up, but we'll be in Austin in November. We'll be in Portland in December. We have Pod Bash coming up at Secrets in Florida next year and several other events to be announced very shortly. So go fill out your membership application. Even if we're not coming to your town right now, if you're on our site as an approved member, you get the first notification of anything that we're doing. Yeah. So if we're coming to your area and we're doing something that is very small or intimate or invitation only, which we actually have a couple of plans for in 2024, you are the ones that get that information. So head on over to members.frontporchswingers.com to get approved today. What am I missing? Uh, not much. We are going to be in a, at Caliente in February. That's going to be a smaller kind of get together. So sign up now if you want that info. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be super, super limited. Yes. So, yeah, and lots of fun coming up. As we mentioned, we're going to be all over the place with video. So more news to come on that very shortly. And as always, thank you guys very much for listening. Thanks, everybody.